welcome to the Naked Podcaster. Today I have a return guest, which is always super fun, Natalie ID. Natalie, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I like having past guests on a second time because we all pivot so much, which is what we kind of talked about in our pre-gaming. Yes. Your website is natalieid.com, and of course, everything will be in the show notes. Dot net. Dot net. Sorry. Yep. I calmed <laughs> automatically. That's <Have> okay. <laughs> Tell me about the website, the podcast, the blog, all of the things going on in that. Okay. So the website, um, originally it's, it's always been natalieid.net. Um, but originally it was geared at working moms. I had started it when I was still at my corporate job. I'd been there for almost 11 years. Um, I wasn't in alignment with that job anymore. And I knew I was, I was creating an exit plan for the way out. So I started, writing in a very discreet way about my struggles with being a mom and working in corporate America. Yep. Things like having a male boss versus a female boss. Mm -hmm. And for me, actually having a male boss and being a mom was actually much easier than having a female boss who was also a mom at, at you know, and, and it was this whole big thing. So I, I was writing, and again, I, I was very conscious about writing very discreetly because you see it all the time. People write something on a, on a blog or on their Facebook or their Twitter or their Instagram, and all of a sudden they're fired, or if it was that bad, they're on the news, and then they're fired. <laughs> I didn't want to be the girl on the news. <laughs> don't go down that path. <laughs> so I, I made, um, and I didn't, I didn't, I had no fucking clue what I was doing at mm -hmm. all. Um, I've always loved writing. I, I've, published three books. I don't know that they're great, but I love them. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I fulfilled something that I always wanted to do. And I was like this blog, considering I can't with kids, I can't focus and write a book. I can't sit for four hours after yeah. work and write a book like I used to before kids. Right. Yep. Um, or, you know, even sit in front of the computer screen and only write for 30 minutes and then make funny faces at the computer like everything's going to magically change. Um, <laughs> Not like, that that write. is happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Um, so I was like, you know, if I can write just short little blurbs that can yeah. help other moms, like, understand, like, hey, there's other people going through this shit too. Yeah. And the demographic I was trying to reach wasn't even because I ended up getting a lot of criticism from moms who, from moms who went to college, got their degree and got degreed upon degreed upon degreed with things. And they're like, well, I don't have those problems. And I'm like, you can afford nannies and, and all these things so that yes, you don't have those problems, but I didn't finish college. And I ended up in this fantastic position mm -hmm. that was making almost a hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. But we have no family close by. So it's me and my husband trying to climb the corporate ladder, right? Mm -hmm. While we're trying to maintain a household and, you know, at one point it was four dogs and a cat and two kids. And then it was three dogs and a cat and two kids, yeah. you know, and we're trying to do all these things and we're still trying to perform at our best. And we're trying to be there for our kids and, and, you know, not damage them too much, just enough to make them interesting people, but not too much. <laughs> <laughs> God, I miss you. you know, I'm like, you're not the kind of people I'm talking to. Like I'm talking to the moms who ended up 
in an office job, excelled at it, got a promotion or two, and they actually like what they do. But if somebody wrote them a check for $5 million, they'd quit. Like those are the people I'm talking to. Um, So that's how it all started out. And um, I realized after a lot of trying, asking for people's input, taking people's input very, very personally, which if you're starting a business, please don't do. It's easier said than done, Uh but taking things personally is the worst, worst, worst Mm -hmm. thing you can do. Yep. Um, And I heard my mentors say the same thing. And I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And then somebody would, would say something and it'd be like, it'd be like a shank in the side. I mean, it was like, you know, I, I, I'd be out of commission. Like I wouldn't do anything business-wise for like two or three days at a time because I needed to mentally process all that because I was like, and the imposter syndrome would kick in. Am I a fraud? I shouldn't be doing this. I should just stay at this job and and be miserable and I'll just make the most of it and I'll go to therapy and blah, 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 you know, all the bullshit. (laughs) But here's the thing. I never wanted to be in that kind of position. Right. Like growing up, I didn't want to be that. And everybody told me like, well, no, this is like, you have to go to school and get a degree and be something because like, even you want to be a teacher and that's going to be shit work. And I'm like, what, what's wrong with you people? So, (laughs) so I ended up realizing that, um, the working moms that I was, I, I was trying to reach and speak to as much as I was getting decent traffic on my blog, really good traffic on my podcast. Podcast is the working mom mindset, mm-hmm. um, really good traffic there. And I felt great when I would get those reports that say like, Hey, you have this many downloads this week. And I was like, score. I, something I said helped this many other women, you know, this many women, like, it made at least one day better for them, like whatever it was. Right. And, um, so I realized though, that the moms I'm speaking to don't spend money on themselves. (laughs) No shit. Right. (laughs) Like, and, and I'm like, why am I so stupid that I thought that they were going to spend money on themselves? Because even at nearly a hundred thousand dollars a year, plus my husband's income, I wasn't spending money on myself. Yeah until I wanted to start a business. And then I realized the value of investment in coaching, personal development. Mm -hmm. And and that could be something as small as a $15 book. Mm -hmm. And that can be as something as large as thousands of dollars on courses, you know? And, but I didn't realize that until I was ready to go out on my own and not work for somebody else anymore. So I'm like, stupid, why, why did you even think that, that these lovely women, these women who know they need help, but why would you think that they, they would spend money on themselves? Because they're thinking of their kids and their pets yeah. and everybody else first. And when everybody else is taken care of, if there's money left, I'll go grab myself a $5 coffee. That's what they're spending the if money If there's on. money in the account to do that. I mean, exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. And um, so with all that and with taking people's opinions very personally, Mm -hmm. um, and and I had some really 
shitty people give me some like there's a way whether you know somebody or not there's a way to give an opinion with tact and then there's a way to to just be an a-hole so I had a lot of people give me some a-hole opinions and I was like but if they would and I had to learn to spin it if they would have said it like this it wouldn't have bothered me so mm-hmm. I kept having to try to spin people's opinions, not into something that I wanted it to be, but into something that I would have not taken so emotionally right. and mm. so much to heart. Right. Right. And, um, so, uh, um, let's see, I started the business and I was still at my corporate job for six months and, um, I quit six months earlier than we had planned, but we had the finances to do so. So everything was good. And, um, around about a little bit over a year mark, mm-hmm. um, everything kind of came toppling down. Um, money was hard. Um, we couldn't make bills. We could like, I wasn't bringing anything in as much as I was reaching women and I was talking to people and I was, you know, participating in, in not only my Facebook groups and my Facebook page, but I was like talking to other women and, and they're telling me, Oh my God, thank you so much. Okay, great. But thank you so much. Doesn't pay my rent. Right. (laughs) So, um, so it was a big, um, it was a big deal. And I ended up having to go back and find another corporate job. And I knew I didn't want to go back to the place that I came from. Right. Um, I probably could have, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't want to, um, because integrity, right? Yeah. There was a reason I left. Um, and I, and I knew, cause I'm still in contact with a lot of people there. And I knew that the reason I left th- that dynamic had not changed. Right. So I'm not going to go back to that same place. Right. 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 Um, so I took uh, a little bit like a step down type position. It's still less than a mile from my house. Uh, I, yeah, I can still walk the kids to school every morning. Um, I'm out by five. I'm home by five Oh three. You know, it's, it's, I'm like, okay. And this is like, um, for me, it's not a very challenging job, uh huh. which theoretically would allow me to work on my business after work. Uh, not challenging doesn't mean not exhausting and depleting though. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I also went into it with a bad attitude. Oh, like, fuck, I got to get a job and I don't want to work for anybody else. And I would think, okay, it's a good company to work for. Look at all these benefits. They have a freaking meditation room. They close the, right. They close the office between Christmas and New Year's paid and they give you the time off paid. Like they do all these holiday things, you know, so, so all this stuff. And I told my husband, I said, listen, I'm taking this job and that's great. And I can wear leggings and a hoodie. And, and so I don't have to dress in like work clothes or anything like that. Wow. Yeah. I might move in with you. Okay. Um, but I still wanted to do something else, right? Yeah. Cause that's not my heart sitting there and looking at reports and, and shipping things and blah, 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 blah. That, that's not, that's not what's inside me. It's not helping anybody. It's not using my skills and my talents. Um, and you know, this is the really short version of it, but ultimately I realized that the reason my first try at a business failed 
um, was I was letting my anxiety, my depression, my mental, uh. my mental health affect it instead of doing what I did when I was working for promotions in corporate, giving it my all, not caring what other people thought, putting 110% in all the time, right? Yeah. And, but it was all these people's opinions and it was the comparison of all these other women that I met in all these online classes of like, how come she's already making money and I'm not? And I'm, okay, well, she's an accountant. She had clients before you met her. Like, that's why she's making yeah. money and you're not like, you know, or she has a network marketing company and, and, and she had that years before you met her and this is her pivot. Like, none of that was really... Um, none of that was really registering with me immediately. It was like a hindsight thing going, oh, wow, I can be stupid sometimes. Um, <laughs> so I put it out there on my Facebook and I said, hey, I want to help other moms, other women, right? And I knew, um, so I have, I struggle with anxiety with a little depression sprinkled in my whole life. Right. My whole life. I love what um, you say on your website about anxiety. Yeah. It, well, it's, 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 yeah. Okay. We can talk about that in a minute, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's there. It's a pain in the ass. It's, it's right. just, but then, so, um, the school suggested that, um, our daughter may need to see her pediatrician, um, cause she's showing, showing signs of, uh, attention issues. And as much as, I went, ooh, I knew. Like, I've been asking teachers at parent-teacher conferences for the last, since preschool, right? So for the last four years, I've been saying, is everything okay? Mm -hmm. And they're all saying, she acts like everybody else. It's her age. It's her age. It's her age. Okay. And now she's second grade, and now they're saying, now it's impacting her learning. And I knew, based on personal, personal development that I did before, not the business kind, but the personal kind, Right. that food has a huge impact on mm -hmm. that, right? And so I came home from that and I talked to my husband and he said, I'll follow your lead, whatever we need to do. So um, I had had my anxiety under control for the most part, for the most okay. part, okay. Um, in the corporate life, in the corporate world, but I was yep. also a very strict, very strict, clean eater. I was working out probably 45 minutes twice a day, once before work, once after work. Okay. And I was trying to get in like 10 minutes at work if I could too. Like I'd close my office door and do like a 10 minute quick hit workout in my office. I'd come out, beat red and sweating and everybody'd be like, what's wrong with you? I'd be like, oh, I just do a workout. You want to join me next time? <laughs> like, and you know, I mean, I lost a ton of weight. I looked great. I felt great. And my, de my depression wasn't an issue. Like I said, my anxiety wasn't too much of an issue. I had more of the high performing anxiety, right? Than the anxiety that crippled me. Right. This is, it's so interesting because I'm going to bring up your website again because I have it here. You say things I can credit my anxiety for, which I have never heard another human being take the word anxiety and credit. Like that's an oxymoron. It's it is. Just, but you actually are like, oh, I have anxiety and this is how it works for me, which is great doing well in school being a top performer having a clean house working 50 hours a week losing 30 like you use your anxiety to fuel you absolutely absolutely yeah and in then, the corporate environment 
Yes. And then once I started my own business and I didn't have that structure, yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't have those deadlines to meet. I had my own deadlines. And if I didn't meet it because I needed to do something with the kids, then, well, okay, I'll do it later. And yeah. later turned into tomorrow. And then tomorrow something came up with the dogs and then mm -hmm. that tomorrow turned into another tomorrow. And then that's when it was, oh my God, I have all these things to do. And it turned into a crippling anxiety that was like, and now I don't know what to do. Right. Because I have all of this. So right. I went like a complete 180 with my anxiety, managing it, having it be a high performing anxiety where I was like, people would look at me and be like, how do you have your shit together like this? Mm -hmm. Like you have no help. It's you and your husband and two kids and all these animals and your house is always clean and it doesn't smell like dogs and you're always grocery shopping and cooking and look at you bring all your food and you never go out and da -da 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 and all these things, you know, you're bringing snacks to the kids' school. Your kids have like gourmet meals for lunches. Like what's happening here? How are you doing this? And that was all my anxiety. Working for and you. Yes, absolutely. And then That's crazy 180, when I started working for myself, I started, I don't know. I, I wasn't taking myself seriously, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's when it was like, okay, so I have to do all this stuff for my business today. And then I have to do all this stuff for the kids. And then, you know, I have a handful of friends who either work from home occasionally for a corporation Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they would take random days off or whatever. And they'd be like, hey, you're home. Let's, let me come over. I'll, I'll be over in five right. minutes. The Please distractions. Yes. The distractions yes. of working from home. Yep. Yes. Because people don't get like, I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to work for myself, which means from, you know, 830 until two, essentially, right. I need to be here and I need to be focused. Right. Yep. And that wasn't happening. And that's when the anxiety started overwhelming me. So after I got this other, this other job, which I just started, um, in October. So now, now it's March, October, 2019. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've only been there like whatever, five months or so. And, um, parent teacher conferences were November, 2019. And I told my husband, I'm like, we got to focus on diet first. We will make the appointment with the pediatrician, but we got to focus on diet first. And I had already had done a whole bunch of research on ADD slash ADHD. And um, so I kind of already had a good idea of where I wanted to start. I don't know everything by any means, just like I don't know everything about anxiety or depression by any means, because every it affects everybody different. But I said, okay, we're going to start with the nutrition. So gluten and dairy allergies present themselves with the same symptoms as ADHD. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. And actually I interviewed a um, child psychiatrist that I wanted to get the kids in to see. And he disagreed with me on that. And he told me that food has nothing to do with it. Oh my gosh, really? I'm shocked. Yep. I am I shocked. I referenced another doctor that I follow. Um, I follow Dr. Daniel Amen and Amen Clinics. And okay. he is... Um, he's a psychologist, psychiatrist, child and adult psychiatrist, okay. but he works very much on brain health and his wife is a nurse and they work together on let's use nutrition first. Yeah. Let's use, um, they use the term nutraceuticals, which are basically appropriate supplements yeah. for your body, right? Cause not everybody needs the same supplements. And then very last course of action is the medication. And I mentioned his name 
And I saw the eye roll. I saw like the posturing change. And he pointed to a book on his desk. He goes, if it's in, if it's not in that book, it's not true. And nothing he says is true. Bye-bye. So I played out, yeah, I played uh-huh. out my, my, it was supposed to be an hour. He cut me off at 45 minutes and then charged me $250. And I was like, oh, okay. We're not coming back. Nope. No, we're not coming back. I, I, and it's not that you, here's, I, I understand how that sounds to some people. It sounds like I'm just looking for a doctor who's going to tell me I'm right and I'm doing everything right. That's not what I want, but I do want a doctor who understands the body. I want a doctor who understands the gut brain connection. I want a doctor who understands that food now is very, very different than food from 1979. I agree. The, the, the way they farm cows is different. The way they make, the way they harvest their wheat and their corn yep. and their everything, it's all very different. And yep. our soil is so depleted of the nutrients that we need to be very, very conscious of what we're eating and how it's affecting our bodies, right? Yes. Because even the simplest thing, like it was my son's birthday yesterday, so okay. we had some chocolate cake. I was sick as a dog this morning. Yep. I was like, okay, and I love chocolate cake. (laughs) That's why I gained some weight, because I love chocolate cake. Um, But, you know, it's things like that. So I started doing some additional research into CBD as well, because Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of, I was seeing a lot of, inaccurate and conflicting information on it. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I was seeing a lot of information that basically uh, people would post in, in groups like, I have trouble with my anxiety and depression. What, what do you all use? What do you all use? And um, a whole bunch of people would be like, oh yeah, get gummies from, you know, from the pot shop and blah, blah, blah. And, and or they would say things like, oh yeah, so I use CBD and get high. And I was like- Which is not possible. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be. It's not CBD. Exactly, right, exactly. Right, like right. it's two different things, but people- <laughs> We can hear, see the dog barking dog. Go. Come on, what do you want? Come on. So um, I started looking into it and actually a friend of mine, um, works uh she's in network marketing for an up-and-coming um company whose flagship product is a cbd oil she talked to me no joke for three months about this stuff before i committed to anything because i was like "Mm -mm." yeah Mm -mm." like i don't care if somebody else like i still had the correlation in my head that cbd and marijuana are the same thing Mm -hmm. right And, um, so I did all my research and she did a fantastic job of sending me resources that were not from her company. Exactly. Mm Um, and I was like, all right, well, let's try it. Well, let's try it. Um, I went ahead, ordered some, started giving it to my daughter right before winter break. Okay. And, um, I, 
got a note um, in, in my email from the social worker who said, just want to check in and see if you check, um, you know, talk to her pediatrician yet. And I said, I haven't, we're going, um, you know, we're starting with this and we'll make an appointment soon. We didn't have insurance is what I was waiting on. Like, I was like, you know, we'll make an appointment in two weeks when I get my insurance. So right. that's not your business. So, <laughs> um, so we went ahead and started her on that as well as some supplements, um, from, uh, Dr. Amon's online store. I'm not an affiliate. I, I just, I love what he does. And I said, okay, let's try it. Right. And it's a focus and attention supplement. It's got, it's basically very consolidated, uh, B vitamins, omega threes, things like that. Put her on it. Spring, um, winter break happens. I'm home for part of that break. And I looked at my husband one day cause we did not give her her CBD and her vitamins. And I said, is it just me? Cause he's very skeptical. Yeah. Like, okay. He's, he's the kind of person we're like a yin yang situation. Like I'm very like, Oh, that's going to work. And, and you know, everything's going to be great. And he's very much like, mm, no, you're full of crap. So, <laughs> so I looked at him and I was like, all right, am I seeing this? Like, am I thinking there's something not right? Because I know we didn't give her this stuff. Like, is there like a placebo, like a reverse placebo effect or something happening mm -hmm. here? And he's like, no, her behavior is like totally off the wall today. So we went back to giving her, you know, we made sure for the rest of break, we gave her her supplements and the CBD. I checked in with her teacher once, um, like three days in. And I said, Hey, I know it's early. I know the kids are just settling down, but this is what we're doing. And I want to know how she is in class three days in. And the teacher said to me, I have never seen her more focused. And she has never gotten as much work done this whole school year as she has these three days. And that's when I was like, okay, well, this is happening. So I said, this is who I'm helping because I know the CBD helped me with my anxiety, right? Okay. I was going to ask you that if mm -hmm. you started taking it for anxiety. Yes. I started taking it for my anxiety and it was for me, it was an immediate, um, an immediate, uh, I noticed it immediately, right? Okay. I, words are escaping me right now, but I noticed it immediately. Like I took it <clears throat> one day and things that would normally trigger me, like things with the kids or things with work or things, you know, just traffic, things like that. Nothing was bothering me. And I was like, like, that's weird. Things should be bugging me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, I didn't yell at the kids for that. Hmm. I didn't yell at the kids for that for like six months. What's going on here. And so I started paying more and more attention. Mm -hmm. And of course I used myself as a guinea pig, not taking it some days, taking it some days. And I noticed a huge, huge difference when I started, when I was taking it. Um, I don't snap. I have um, minimal, and, and this of course is in conjunction with a healthy diet and all that stuff. Um, so on the days I eat like crap, I struggle a little bit more. The CBD helps me to not struggle as much, but on the days I eat like crap and don't exercise, I struggle more. Um, so, but I noticed it and my husband noticed it and friends are noticing it. And I'm like, Oh, 
all right, well, there's some merit to this. So I'm talking to my friend who's, you know, selling the CBD and I ended up signing with her company. And quite honestly, I never thought I'd, I'd do any kind of network marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Avon a million years ago <laughs> where like I was like, they were looking at me like, why are you emailing your customers? Like emailing customers was like a nuance to them. That's how long ago I did Avon. <laughs> So I was like, no, I don't think that's for me, blah, blah, blah. But something drew me to the network marketing side of this. And I said, and I can help people, moms, parents who are struggling with anxiety and depression, whatever that means for their family, and who have kids who are struggling with maybe some anxiety, maybe some ADD, ADHD situations. Mm -hmm. And you know, if they want the CBD, that's great, but I want to educate them about how the nutrition side of it works and how the screen time is such a big deal. And how, how do you figure out like what's going on in your family? Like journaling is huge and everybody says, I don't have time to do that. Like, but I guarantee if you do it, you're going to find your patterns. Yep. Right. So that's how I ended up where I'm at. Wow, that was long. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. You know what? Our daughter got diagnosed in September of 2018. She was eight, just turning eight, with rheumatoid arthritis, juvenile rheumatoid. Kids that are eight that have no, she was like, not, there's not, she's not a demographic that's, there's no risk. There's zero risk factors. You know, exactly. I mean, like, so for me, I, I mean, I had my babies at home, so clearly I'm all about the holistic thing. I think you do everything you can naturally and then bring in a doctor or medication, yes. if you need, but like rule out everything else first. And we, and I had a son who, I have a son who's 21 now and autistic and this was, he's 21. So CBD wasn't in the wheelhouse when he was growing up, Right. but I manage everything through diet diet and getting outside everything and some supplements so no matter what the issue is it's i don't feel like you're looking for a doctor to tell you you're right i think you're looking for somebody that sees the whole person and not just one problem that they want to medicate that then you're going to have all these other problems medication isn't a bad answer it's just not the only answer and if you can do it in other ways because yeah even with the medication if you don't change your diet, if you don't exercise, if you're on the screen constantly, if you aren't recognizing your patterns, it's not going to do nearly what it could, no matter what you're giving your kids. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And that's what, you know, I was talking to this doctor about this stuff and he was like, well, no, 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 we need to go through this checklist because she's either ADD inattentive or ADD. I don't know something else. At that point, I was only half listening to what he said when he rolled his eyes about nutrition. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I was really disappointed too because he came highly recommended by um, a good family friend of ours who has her kids going to him. So he meets their needs exactly. A lot of people exactly. just want to. They just want to pop a pill and have it go away. Exactly. And so degree you can. To some, yes. And you know what? I did, I, I, I don't know, a million years ago now, probably about 20, 20 years ago or so, I, I had, I was on the antidepressants. I was on the anti-anxiety medication. That's what I needed then. 
but I wasn't on it long before I realized this isn't how I want to be. Yeah. And I remember exactly where I was. It was a Saturday morning. It was a beautiful day out, like beautiful, beautiful spring day. And I had all my windows open. I was coming home from grocery shopping. So I had a trunk full of groceries and I passed this, um, I was driving through this neighborhood and I passed this one mailbox that it looked like a janky old mail truck. Like they had like a thing, like, I don't know if it was a cover or if that was the actual mailbox or whatever, but I remember passing it and thinking, I'm not going to be on pills the rest of my life. I don't like how this feels. And that was before I knew anything about nutrition and exercise and things like that. And I did something that I don't recommend anybody do. And I, I phased myself off the medication. (laughs) No, I wouldn't recommend that either. (laughs) And then my doctor yelled at me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. She was not happy. She's like, no, seriously, you could have caused yourself serious issues by doing that without talking to me. So don't do that. If anybody is thinking about doing that, don't do that. Um, if you know somebody thinking about doing that, tell them not to do that. And if you're already (laughs) on a medication, you can look into the diet and the supplements and the exercise and start that and then talk to the, cause it's a big, I mean, you said the reason that I bring it up is you said gluten and dairy, and you also said chocolate cake. So for anti-inflammatory, it's gluten, dairy, and sugar. Yes, exactly. For ADHD, it's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So basically for almost anything you can bring up, those are the biggest three triggers. Absolutely. And what are we giving our kids? Ever? I mean, not like I'm saying this to put anybody down. You also stated that things aren't made the same way. They're not growing and harvesting wheat the same way. Exactly. It's not wheat like we grew up on or like it was 50 years ago. Or- no, I actually, I recently, um, I'm trying to think, I was listening to a podcast I believe it was um, Dave Asprey's podcast, and he had somebody on who was explaining, a doctor, who was explaining why people can be gluten intolerant here and then go to Europe and And eat as much bread and pasta as they want. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's different. It is actually physically different. The wheat in Europe is actually longer, which I didn't know. It's, and like ours has been like dwarfed by all the chemicals and all the, all the everything, all the science that theoretically is good, right? That has made it so that we can, our farmers can harvest multiple wheat crops a year, right? In theory, that's a fantastic idea. But how it's happening, it's not doing our bodies any good. Our bodies have to sit there and say, okay, so do I store the fat? Do I get rid of the fat? Or do I get rid of all this chemical that's going, that she just ate, you know, cause she had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or, you know, whatever she had pizza or whatever it is. And do I get rid of the chemicals that's in all that so that she doesn't die in her sleep and store the fat? Or do I get rid of the fat and leave the chemicals to sit and marinate and kill her slowly? You know, <laughs> and, it, and it's a different world. It, it very much is. And, and that's really what I want to educate people on. And as I'm learning more, um, I'm excited to teach others more. I have a Facebook group that's about, it's, um, title, it's a CBD, uh, life with CBD with Natalie. And it's about CBD and how it affects us and, and all the facts about it. Mm-hmm. But it's also about, Hey, here's your anxiety and here's what you can do with your nutrition. Like, here are some great anti-inflammatory yep. meals, right? That you can 
have quick in the morning smoothies, you know, just quick stuff you can prepare on a Sunday so that you can take it and go in the car, you know, eat in the car in traffic, whatever, you know, here's some great ideas that will help you so that you're not stopping at the drive-through in the morning mm -hmm. and getting all that deep fried crap. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying nobody can ever do it. No, but you start to realize, I mean, with our daughter, we're gluten-free. We've always been almost dairy-free. Sugar's the hardest because it's yes. in. She knows how to read labels now. It's been, but in it, she could not walk and she had 106.5 fever. And she just cried and laid on the couch. It was awful. It was awful. Oh. And she's symptoms-free and she has been for a year and a half. That's fantastic. And she's not on any medication. When they tell you the medication they want to put your kid on and the side effects. Oh, yeah. I was like, no freaking way. Exactly. Exactly. Let's try to figure out everything we can do ahead of everything before we hit that point. Because holy shit, I don't want to put that in her body. Right? Like, what else is that going to hit? I remember a conversation I had. Um... And again, this was way before I knew anything about anything, about fitness, about nutrition, about whatever, you know, anything like that. And it was also, again, like maybe 20, it was probably yeah. 23 years ago now. Right. right. And I remember a conversation I had with um, my dad's mom and we were at a family gathering and I, I was sitting at the table with her and, and, you know, I didn't have a great relationship with her, but I was like, all right, we're going to talk because I'm not going to like ruin a party at my, you know, relative's house. Like, I'm not right. going to be that asshole. So let's try and talk to people, even if I don't like them. And, um, I, I told her, I said, so how many pills are you on? Cause she was sitting at the table and she was like going through her pill box and stuff. And she said, Oh, I take 18 pills a day. And I said, you take 18 pills a day. And she said, yeah, I said, why? And she said, well, cause my doctor said so. Oh. And I said, well, okay. okay, but what are they for? Now, on that side of the family, there are, there's, um, there's heart issues, cholesterol issues, the whole nine yards with that. Um, I always get confused, but between her and um, my grandpa, one of them had a triple bypass, one of them had a quadruple bypass at some mm -hmm. point, and I always get confused who had what, but mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because both of those are very serious. Yep. <laughs> um, so she, she was on medication for that and high blood pressure, you know. And every, like, when I drilled down with her, and again, I, did, I was 18, I didn't realize that right. that's what I was doing at the time, but when I drilled down with her, like, what all these pills were for, she really only needed three pills. All the other pills were to handle all the side effects she was experiencing from all the other pills. So, like, the heart pill gave her so many side effects, so then she had to take three of those pills that gave her these other side effects, and then she, I mean... It was like this ridiculous, just insane tree root system. Yeah. If you picture it, right? Yeah. With like these like three main tree roots and then all these little snarly raggedy roots coming off of it. And, and all those are these other pills that she had to take to take care of all the side effects from the main stuff. And then the side effects of the side effects of the side effects. Yep. And I think about this stuff and I'm like, wow, I kind of knew, like, I've always had a predisposition to question this stuff. It yeah. appears like hindsight is 2020. And I was like, this is, this is where I want to help people. Yep. I don't want to tell people they're wrong. 
for doing what they're doing, right? It's, I mean, my kids had leftover cake today after school. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's Friday. They usually stay up a little later. They'll be able to, you know, run it off and stuff as soon as I'm done recording. Right. Right now they're on tablets because that's the only way they can be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) We have kind of an open floor plan. So it's really hard to get a quiet place in the house. I hear you. I want to ask um, you a question about the CBD. I know the answer to this because I've also done research and we're not using CBD right now with her. We did. Um, But what is the reaction with CBD and using it on a child? From other people. Yeah. Well, from other people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know it's not a big deal. There's no, there's no THC in it. You can't get a reaction from CBD. Exactly. Well, there's, there's three kinds, right? So you have your isolate, which theoretically has no THC in it. You have, you have your broad spectrum, which some have, and some don't have THC in it. And then you have your full spectrum, which does have THC. Um, the, I know this is fine. I had to be very cautious um, because she told her teacher that she was yep. drinking oil in the morning. This was kind of the conversation I thought we'd have. Yeah. So I, I messaged her teacher because we use this app to, to talk. And I said, hey, she told me that she told you that she drinks oil in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm like, it, she doesn't drink oil. She takes a small dropper of CBD and it's helping her, you know, manage her, her emotions and, and things like that. It's helping her kind of stay calm mm-hmm. so that she can stay focused in class and da, 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 da. Rest assured, I've done all my research and I told her, I can provide you with whatever documentation you need so that you have peace of mind. And she goes, no, no, no. She's like, I totally trust you. Well, well, that's good. First of all, that you as the mom gets to be trusted in your decision with your child. So yeah, because you like that should not always happens. But no. Um, but, but also great that you were willing to give the documentation. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's what's really important too. Is so when you're looking at um, CBD companies, you really want to look at if they're providing that third party testing, that third party yeah. documentation on their website, right? Um, because so my, uh, mother-in-law, she has a whole bunch of CBD product in her home and we were over there around the holidays and stuff and they live far away. So it wasn't on the holidays. It was like after, mm-hmm, cause that's, mm-hmm. it's an hour and a half drive and we're not doing that on a holiday. Cause you know, drunk people and things like that. So she's like, Oh yeah, look at all this stuff. And, and none of it really works. And I looked at it and I looked at the ingredients and I went to a couple of websites and I said, well, they don't provide you with any information. I'm pretty sure this is all crap. Yeah. And she's like, well, what are you talking about? I'm like, look at all the ingredients in here. Like half, at least half of what's in here is counterproductive to the whole point of CBD. And then you go to their website and there's no frequently asked questions. There's no third party documentation. Mm -hmm. There's no, um, you know, however, however they do their processing, there's no, there's no, um, what's it called? I'm trying to think of the word. There's no full disclosure, right? Right. It's like they're hiding something because every time you click on something, it takes you back to this one thing that doesn't tell you anything. So you click on this. So it's a very, um, it's a very unregulated industry and it's Mm -hmm. an industry that as consumers, we have to be very, very careful with. Yep. Um, 
And so the reaction that I get, going back to your original question, that was from her teacher who was like, I trust you. And I was like, fantastic. I love this, that I'm not like, you know, suspicious now or something. But I have a great, great friend whose child also, he's been formally diagnosed with ADHD. Mm -hmm. And um, I, she looked at me about a week ago and she's like, wait, she's like CBD. She's like, can you give me like some gummies? Cause I want to feel high. And I was like, okay, well, first of all, my company doesn't sell gummies. Second of all, CBD shouldn't make you feel high. Third of all, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why would I give that to my kid? If that's what I do, if that's what it does, like, no, no, you know? So it's again, that the same way I started out very confused, very, Mm -hmm. a lot of misinformation that you're getting from all angles about what it is and how it works. And, um, it's actually, it, it's a natural, it's a natural part of us, right? And our bodies aren't making cannabinoids as much as they should because of all of what we eat and our pollution and all, you know, all the shit that's all around us. And so plants make them and that helps us. Right. And there's a whole big, it's actually quite simple, the explanation of it, but to make sure people understand it, I generally go get a little long winded. So I won't do that here. Um, (laughs) We have links. We have links. Yes. Yes. So between the business, the anxiety in the business and just that not working Mm -hmm. and going back to work and the situation, having a kiddo that needed something, you decided to pivot and to help moms in a totally different way. Yes. So instead of saying, Hey, I'm going to help the working mom to handle like maybe a job that she is okay with, but maybe doesn't want to be at all the time. And she's having all this guilt and this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. I went, wait a minute. All these people are talking to me about anxiety. Like when I mentioned mine, they're all going, how do you handle yours? Because mine is crippling. And you know, how do you handle yours? Because I rage at my kids because of mine. And you know what? So have I. I've done it and I'm not perfect. And it's, you, you turn into this, you see yourself as this like monstrous person, person who's raging at your kids because they didn't put their backpack in the right spot, you know? And that's the anxiety, right? Because it should be done a certain way and it's not, well, they don't know that they're kids, but well, our adult brain, it consumes you. Yes. Yes. Because now, now I have to go and I have to pick that up. And now that what else didn't they do right? And now I have to follow them around and now I have to be a helicopter mom. And now I have to, and then it goes on and on and on. And now I got to make dinner and I have, and all this stuff. And I wanted to, I want to tell moms like, it's okay. It's like anxiety doesn't need to define you. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, you can, you can take anxiety duct tape its mouth shut and throw that bitch in your trunk and never hear from it again. That's a great, that's a great visual. (laughs) I learned about CBD a couple of years ago because my husband has some anxiety, but he, he has a really hard time sleeping and he gets Mm -hmm. up to work at four in the morning and he drives truck and he, so there's a lot he cannot take. Yes. Because he's driving. Yes. Um, his job is very physical and it's demanding and he loves it, 
but it's also stressful and tough and he has to wake up super early and you know there's pros and cons to everything so someone mentioned cbd and we had to do a ton of research because he drives yes and, and you absolutely you have everything. to test right mm -hmm. right well not only can they and will they test but absolutely can he not test positive for anything he doesn't want to and right. he, he like you know you don't even want to be taking anything that you potentially could so we had to do a ton of research on it and it made a huge difference in his sleep and anxiety wasn't i think that was i don't know which came first the sleep or the anxiety but i get it until you don't know you are under a lot of misconceptions because we were yes. and we happen to have it on hand so when our daughter had arthritis in that beginning stage mm -hmm. we were we gave her cbd she doesn't need it, which is great. Right. Like she's diet and she has three supplements and she's great. If it ever tips the balance, like she has that chocolate cake. Yeah. That's when you can. Then we know we can use it and we yeah. have it. So I get it. I was the dummy in the dark making assumptions and not having a clue and had to educate myself. So very common. And you're doing that for people now. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I get the most common thing that I get with people is um, I have a medical card. That shit doesn't work. And I have to. And it's not I have the same. It's not the same and, shit. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And I'm like, okay, like, so how do I tell them? And, and this is, this is a very delicate area because network marketers, um, have been given a very specific, um, a very, very specific stereotype, we'll say, right? There, there's yeah. been a lot of network marketers who did not do things the right way. There've been a lot of companies who did not do things the right way. And they just pushed a bunch of shit products on people. And, you know, then you get the companies who they don't even want customers. They just want people to grow their downlines. So their customers yeah. are their ambassadors or reps or whatever they call them. Right. And, and that's how they make their money. And so when I have, when I talk to these people, whoever it is that says, oh, I have a medical card and that shit doesn't work or blah, blah, blah. It's a very delicate approach to say, I understand. Um, and what I'm talking about is, is pretty different because A, B, and C, if you're ever curious, mm -hmm. I'm here for you, you know, without being, cause I mean, you could easily go the other way, especially I get really excited about things that I know can help people. Um, and I have a tendency to sound very pushy, right? Like I'm the pusher friend. I'm like, no, you need to do like my friend <laughs> whose kid has ADHD. I'm like, stop feeding him effing pancakes in the morning. Give him a, a damn banana and, <laughs> you know, give him a banana and don't, you know, cut down on his milk. And, dude, and I'm telling her all this. And I looked at her after I realized how I sounded. And I said, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm sorry. I just get really excited about this stuff because I know it can help you and him. You know, right. um, so I have to be very careful because I can very easily get excited and be like, listen, this isn't the same as having a medical card. It's not the same as smoking because th that does this and this does that. And this works with your endocannabinoid system and CB1 and CB2 and da -da 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 -da, and I can go through the whole thing. And that's information overload and that's word vomit. And, and then they're never going to be curious about it because then they're going to be like, no, because next time I talk to her, 
she's right. she's gonna do this shit again and i don't want to hear it you know right. so it's a very delicate um balance of telling people hey i have information here's some basics it is different and if you're ever curious whenever that might be just let me know you know right. um but it is a lot of there is a lot of misinformation out there very much so that's true it's really difficult when you're dealing with complete misinformation and yeah i mean it's an it's kind of an uphill battle you have to wait just like i just like what happened to us i mean we heard about it we heard that it could make a difference we had misconceptions but we wanted to find the information and we wanted to look into it. You have to be ready to take the next step, Absolutely. you know, and then you're also dealing with kids. So even though I may want to take the next step and look at information for myself or my husband as an adult, when you bring the fact the when you, when you bring in the fact that it's a child you're talking about, that's a whole nother set of questions. Yes. Like, wait a minute. For yes. us, yes. we knew because we had done so much research about being able to drive that um we we already had our information that wasn't a big deal but i was concerned and it's why i asked you you're dealing with the school system mm -hmm. and social services mm -hmm. and all, all kinds of moving parts of other people who don't necessarily understand right right and i'm and, and that's why and i was worried about that too um because and i mean all parents worry about that kind of thing right to some extent um just because the, the world is crazy and somebody can see you look at your kid cross-eyed and and call you know child services on you because you know god forbid yeah you know, look at your kid funny um but because so our daughter is um she's my husband's daughter from another relationship okay oh, okay but i've adopted her Okay. Um, biological mom signed over the right, her rights. And she, I've been in her life since she was four weeks old. It's a very long, complicated story, yep. but I've been in her life since she was an itty bitty. So I've always been mom and I've legally been mom for about three years now. And, but that is always something that is in my head, right? Because yeah. I'm not bio mom, even though he's bio dad, right? Right. That's always something that's in my head. It's where it's, it's a very, it's like a tightrope, right? Yeah. Um, so, so I walk that tightrope with both kids to make sure everything's kosher on all sides. And that's why I, I did mention it to her pediatrician because we did see the pediatrician and he gave us some great resources. And he actually said, you know what? I haven't heard of this Dr. Amen that you're talking about, but you're mentioning gluten and dairy allergies. And I actually did a write-up about ADD, ADHD, and gluten and dairy. So I'm going to print that out for you and give it to you to take home and read. And I looked at him and I was like, you're fantastic. You can never retire. Like you can't retire until my kids are 18. Like that's, that's the exactly. end of the story, you know, and he gets it. And I told him and he's like, well, he goes, I haven't done my own research on it. So he goes, if you see it's helping and not hurting, go ahead. So I was upfront with her doctor. And that's the other thing, this um, psychiatrist we saw, he was like, there's no correlation between pot and ADHD. And I was like, it's not pot. <sighs> like you're, you're, you're a doctor. You're a doctor. Like you're a yeah. doctor. 
But that doesn't mean that they have the information. Well, first of all, like if it's not in that book, it doesn't exist. So there's sometimes that mentality. Exactly. Or if it's not, in, I mean, either way, no matter how you say it, if they don't look at for or at the information, it doesn't really exist. Yeah. So giving wrong information is stupid. Saying you don't have the information or you've never been taught the information. Also, the other thing is that our, my pediatrician didn't go to school for nutrition. No, and most don't. No, I mean, most, it's not included. Like, no, doctors have, from, from all the research I've done, like, yeah. they have like three or four credit hours. I know. It, it's That's like one class. Right. So when you're talking about, you know, we went to a, um, not neurologist, for my daughter, we went to a specialist and I was nervous about it because I thought, the chances of this guy seeing eye to eye to me. He was so great. Oh my God. I said, what can we do for diet, exercise and supplements? And he said, most people, if I give you the information, aren't going to do it. Yes. So you have to look at it from that perspective too. Most parents, a lot of, in his perspective, most of his patients that come into him, they just rheum want the rheumatologist. They want the pill, the rheumatologist. And I said, let's assume I don't feel that way. He said, I would tell you to throw away all your shoes, move to Africa and live with a tribe and get out of the jungle, the concrete jungle. We don't make things the same here. We don't do things the same here. You can't get the same results here as you can somewhere else. And I'm like, see, I'm the parent that would be like, we're booking a trip to Africa right now and living <laughs> with a tribe. Right Now that's two super extremes, but you, there are doctors who are informed, but they have to get that on their own. It does not, they're, they are not diet nutrition experts. No, and nobody's forcing them. No. Exactly. You know, as, as much as they have, they have their continuing education that they do to keep up with all the science that's always happening. Nobody is there to tell them, listen, nutrition is huge and you need to look at that. And when my pediatrician said, you're right, gluten and dairy are a big issue. Oh. I was like, I knew you were great, but now I'm yeah. going to like make an altar right. in my house just for you. Like, I don't... <laughs> not that I'm taking it too far, but no, not at all. Not no. at all. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I think the most important thing, especially because I work with moms too, mm -hmm. in a totally different way, it is stressful and it is hard and there is information, there is support. You have to want it and you have to search for it and you have to find people that are supporting you in the right way. It doesn't mean if you're not the right person or I'm not the right person, we're not great at what we do. It, what it does mean is that you can't be everything for everyone. So exactly. you really need to find the right fit in your medical professionals and your coaches and your whatever and whatever support. And so I love that you took the same exact demographic and just pivoted a little differently because your life changed. Yes. Yes. And, and it, you, you realize what wasn't working. Yes. And, and like, it's <laughs> this whole business thing. Like I'm the first person in my family to do it. Right. Um, you know, everybody's always been a worker bee. Yeah. And as far as that goes, I'm also the only one who got as high on the ladder as I did of worker bees. Like everybody's always been, I used, when I was a kid, I used to always say like, we're middle, middle class. Like we're not lower middle class. We're not upper middle class. We are middle, middle class. <laughs> if there is such a thing, it just happened. Just now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's this drive to just want to help people more. And maybe that's, yeah. you know, I always wanted to be a teacher and a writer when I was growing up. So maybe 
that's the part of me that never really, I thought it died out. I thought that flame died out, you know, but apparently it didn't because I still want to write. And, you know, so that's the blog and I still, and, and actually that's the podcast too, because it's, you know, some people retain better via, you know, learning via um, listening and some people retain better writing, um, you know, reading. Oh my God, the words are just not coming out of (laughs) mouth. Been a long week. It must be today. I've done, I've done a couple interviews and everyone has said the same thing. So I think it's a retrograde. I'm, I'm Oh my God. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited to have this opportunity to, like you said, take basically the same demographic, Mm -hmm. but even, even niche down more, right? Because I thought I was niche down and all your coaches, anytime you're starting a business, anybody who's out there, who's, who's thinking about it or starting it or who took Mm -hmm. a course here or there or whatever, all your coaches are going to tell you niche down and you're going to be like, this is as far as I can go. Let me tell you, you can go further because apparently I went further without even realizing it. Yeah. Right. Like, because that's what I'm doing is most of, most of who I talk with, they're working moms. Yeah. They have anxiety. They probably have some depression sprinkled in. And even if you want to go a little bit further, they probably had some narcissistic family issues growing up. And that's probably the cause of their anxiety and depression. Um, You know, and then they want their kids to have better and they don't want their kids to struggle and they want to teach their kids when they're young. This is how we handle these things. This is how we treat our body so that when they're in high school, when they're in college, and, and when they're adults and they have their own kids, they can sit back and say, listen, my family history is this, and it stopped with my house. My parents stopped that shit. They taught me, they retaught themselves. They taught me the right way. And, and now we're moving forward, you know, because change yeah. happens over generations. It doesn't happen in an instant. True. Yeah. Natalie, thank you so much for being here oh. and sharing. Thank you for having me. Super excited. I was looking forward to it all week. I kept looking at my calendar going, it's this week, right? (laughs) Yay. I love that. Thank you.